show with two retired detectives that were in the thick of New York crime, fast and hectic. They got some stories and some jokes. Even an interview with the most popular folks. Off the cuff, off the cuff. One episode just saying enough. Get a little laughter and an interview too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. I'm a retired 27-year veteran of the NYPD. And tonight, we have a most exceptional guest from the other side of the pond. I would say I've been practicing my English accent. It's not too good, even though I've been practicing. And I have a fan favorite, Andy the Gabby Cabby. How are you, Andy? Hello, Bill. I'm fine. Thank you. I hope you are, and everybody in the chat and everybody on you know, the live stream good evening to you all my new york accent isn't that much better either new york <laughs> you know it's it's funny it, it's how a lot of us in the uh, youtube podcast uh, arena have become friends with each other and uh, here you are from across the pond in, in england and when new york podcasters and uh, several other podcasters i've become friends with but we do something we call cross-pollination we try to share each other's subscribers, share each other's fans, and we hope that my fans like you and your fans may like me, and they'll join, they'll subscribe to Police Off the Cuff uh, on our YouTube and vice versa, Andy the Gabby Cabby. And I know, Andy, you're working, besides driving a cab, you're working awfully hard at being a content provider on YouTube. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I've got the airport runs. That's what I what I mainly do day to day, all around the London orbits at all the airports. But content wise, I, I'm probably getting about five to six videos out every day. Just short news articles, really. Uh, I, I look up the news, something I can talk about, and produce a video. But I think the last four or five days, I've upped it to about eight. Uh, and a live stream as well. I, I notice you're doing, you know, coffee with Canon and uh, <laughs> have a chat with my fans as well. And it seems to be going down well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very busy. <laughs> you know, Andy, uh, the, the show I do, Coffee with Canon, is uh, it's almost like therapy for me. I swear to God, I feel like I have a therapist because I'm talking to all my friends from all over the world. And they jump in if they can. Some of them are at work. Some of them are in cars. Some of them are at home. And they come in and we just talk for about a half hour. I try to keep it to 35 minutes. Sometimes they get carried away and they go to 45. But it's pretty cool. It's 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 For me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I talk too much. I think I go longer than that. But uh, well, one thing I found as well, there's a lot of people that come up in the chat and they say, I'm on my own or, or YouTube is what. I go on to keep me sane every day. So it's very, very uh, powerful like that as well. It gives people somewhere to go. They can make friends, talk to the host, you, me, whoever. It's such a powerful thing. I love it. It's almost like a drug as well. It's addictive. Yeah, you know, it sure is. And uh, one of the reasons I like, uh, you know, um, 
coffee with Cannon or uh, bitching with Bill <laughs> or uh, backyard uh, beverage, whatever. You, we had a bunch of names, but I, I uh, settled on coffee with Cannon. Is I don't have to prepare that much for it. I just go on and I just really have a conversation. And that may seem easy, but when I first started doing it, uh, you know, just having a conversation almost with yourself, but then people join you in the chat. It's not so easy. You know, it looks easy because you can make it look easy the better you get at it, but it's not so easy. No, it's not. The, the trick is, I think, the chat generates the conversation. You get people saying, hello, how are you? And and then eventually they got their own opinions, haven't they? And they all start talking about different news subjects. And you, oh, yeah, I can comment on that. And uh, that, uh, that's how you do it. But uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's a, it's a skill. And you acquire it, I think. You know, a hundred percent, and it's um, a lot of you know. Look, people in the chat, depending on what you're talking about, they many agree with you, many disagree with you. People that disagree with you a lot will find greener pastures somewhere else because they're not they're not always uh, a a great fit. And I I say that to everybody. Like, look, I'm not for everybody. You know, I used to say that to my detectives when I was a, a boss of detectives. I used to say, listen, listen. I'm an acquired taste. I'm not for everybody. You, know, you may not like me. That's fine. But I'm your boss and you have to respect me, you know? And yeah. uh, it's sort of the same on uh, YouTube. I tell that to people too. Look, I'm not for everybody. And maybe this channel's not for everybody, but we try to be for as many people and do the right thing and be interesting and have uh, conversations that, you know, people like to join. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people that will like us. Same with you, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, my uh, subject that I I cover is very, very broad. It could be a, a stabbing in London one day, or it could be uh, about a tea party in the street the next. It's completely broad all the way through. I have my opinion, uh, which I'm entitled to, just like anybody else. And I read the comments, and you can see uh, what people's thought processes and how they think about things. And a lot of people agree, some disagree. That's what makes it fun. Life would be boring if everybody agreed all of the time. Uh, and it just makes it interesting and give, it gives people, uh, what's the word, engagement. They can talk to each other and thrash it out. I mean, I, I love it. Absolutely. 100%. Love it. Uh, guys in the chat, Amanda Simpson, I love bitching with Bill. We all have good taste because we love you, Bill and Phil. Thank you, Amanda. Lorna McKenzie, Factual Breakdown, me too. Linda Petrovich, hi Andy the Gabby Cabby. Hello, thank you for being here. Uh, Vesper Q, it would make my Christmas if you say coffee and happy Christmas to all. Well, I just did it. I hope you're happy. Susan from New Jersey, hi Scout. Marie Green, Marie, Marie Green is an Irish girl from uh, Belfast who now lives in London. And I, she, maybe, maybe she, do you know Marie Green, Andy? Yeah, she's a, she's on my channel as well. I I must admit, I saw her on yours first, and I just naturally assumed she was American. Uh, and then I saw a comment saying she was from Ireland. And moved on. Oh, okay, she's closer to me than than you. <laughs> That's right. You guys could even go out for a pint and say, yeah. hey, this is Andy the Gabby Cabby. Well, meet, meet, meet me up for a pint at Anderson's Bar and Grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lovely. I love it. I mean, yeah. we're... One of the best people that's come across who's got who's got a lot to answer for is Factual Breakdown. Yes, uh, yes. Wayne, she, she's quite well responsible for putting you and me together. 
Uh, I mean, that story goes way back. She's an absolute brilliant support to anybody's YouTube channel in the background. And uh, thank you very much, Lorraine. I'll give you a shout out. Cheers, Lorraine. Uh, th this is this is what Andy's sitting in right now. I got a camera on him. He doesn't even know. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a poll camera watching Andy as he does his broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, driving a taxi, uh, and I know in London and in England, you have to be pretty educated, and it's not easy to get a license to drive a taxi in London. You have to take a test, and I'm sure it's it's much more. I would say controlled and regulated in England than it is in the United States, or at least in New York City. Isn't yeah. that correct? Yeah, very much so. I mean, the London cab drivers, they they have to do a massive, massive knowledge test. And some it's basically you need to know every little side street, back alley, one-way system, everything all over London. And some of them, it can take them about three years to learn it all. And they drive around with a map and a little moped, a little, a little motorbike going around learning everywhere. I mean, I uh, live in Margate uh, in the southeast of England, which is probably about 80 miles from London, something like that. And uh, we had a knowledge test to do too, which was a load of multiple choice questions about the quickest route to here and there and where this road is. That was 10 years ago when I, when I actually did it, but I understand it's a lot harder now with other requirements like what goes on at night time in Margate or you know, that kind of thing, a bit a bit more knowledge. We actually had a – I remember there was a guy uh, who did the knowledge test when I did. Brian, his name was, and he got the highest score they'd ever seen. And when he when I turned around and asked him how, he said, oh, I was a cop. <laughs> so, no kidding. 35 years walking the beat. I know every single road everywhere. And he, I think he got one wrong out of the whole test. I see him every now and again. He drives a large people carrier taxi. But, wow. uh, now, do you, do you own your own taxi? Yes, I do. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of drivers are in a position where they start where they can't afford to. And what you used to be able to do was rent them. And another thing that's prohibitive is the insurance cost because uh, you have a thing called uh, private hire or hire and reward insurance, which you need to be a cab driver. And it's something like uh, £3,000 for a year when you first start. I mean, what's that, four or 5000 bucks, something like that. Wow. Uh, I mean, after 10 years, mine's down to about uh, just under £1,000 for a year. So it's probably the most expensive component, really, for, with everything you need. That's crazy. You know, when I was uh, on the police department, I was in a unit called Anti-Crime. And part of our cover, we would drive around in plain clothes in yellow taxi cabs. Okay. And people, people will actually do robberies right in front of you because they didn't really know you were the police, you know. Right. And then uh, we just pop out of that taxi, and they would find out who we were <laughs> rather quickly, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was great cover in Manhattan, at least in Manhattan it was. But you know, in New York City now, the whole cab industry is upside down because of Uber, right? And and they have they have yellow taxis, green taxis, um, Uber. And, you know, the medallions for a taxi, they used to be worth like $750,000. And because, because of Uber and all these other things now, livery cabs, they're basically worthless. So people that own these medallions, they saw these, these something that they thought they could sell one day, almost like selling a business, and now it became nearly worthless. 
Yeah, similar has happened here. I mean, Uber have come in and their their fares are rock bottom. Uh, you know, they undercut the, you know, the stereotypical London black cabs, for example. They've, re they've really given them a hard time. I mean, uh, in our area, we have two kinds of cab. We have private hire and we have Hackney. They're, they're the names of the cabs. Uh, I'm private hire, which means I, I have to pay for an operator's license every five years so I can take my own work and I've, I've got, you know, individual licenses for this, that and the other. But Hackney drivers, they have a, an orangey red plate on the back of their car. And at the peak, you could uh, you could get one of those for about £4,000. Uh, but even the value of those have come down now. And that's because of Uber. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you ever heard that song, uh, that tune by um, Harry Chapin called Taxi? Is that linked to the old series with... Uh, no, uh, no, it's like, it was raining hard in Frisco. I needed oh, one more fare to make my night. I yeah. saw a lady at the corner. She got in at the light. <laughs> it's, about, it's basically a love story. He talks about driving a cab and he picks up a woman who oh, okay. he used to be his girlfriend many years ago. And she became a famous actress, and he's driving a cab. So right. it's a little bit—it's a little bit of a depressing song, but it was a huge, huge hit back in the day, you know. Uh, and uh, I love the one though, um, where at the end of the song he says, um, "She gave me twenty dollars for a two fifty fare," and she said, "Harry, keep the change," you know. <laughs> and then he, he spoke about, you know, another man might have been angry, another man might have been hurt. Um, another man never would have let it go. I tucked the bill in my shirt, and that was that was like the end of the song. But it told a great, great story. You know, it's probably the best song I've ever heard about a taxi cab driver. You know, <laughs> you have to have that playing in your cab the next time. You know, <laughs> I have to find it. I've, I've got a friend of mine that uh, does uh, some of my jobs with me, and he's got a big CD stack in his car, one of these multi CD changers. And he's into his music. He's probably heard of it. He might even have it. So I will be well, making. You know, it's funny. A, a, a CD is almost like a blast from the past, and you're showing your age, and so am I by even talking about them. Because now you have to have Spotify, you have to have pay, you know all these different type of music things on your iPhone, or else yeah. you're just you're just not hip, Andy the Gabby Cabby. <laughs> I, won't, I won't mention 45s or LPs or anything like no, that. No, no, you can't. You can't mention that. You know, you gotta. You know, look, thank God, even doing this, the uh, the podcast, I've had my son around a little bit in the beginning that sort of schooled me because there's a lot of things to do with doing a podcast that you have to have halfway decent computer skills or else you'd be lost, you know? Yeah, definitely. I I, I worked 13 years in IT, uh, you know, fixing and working with computers before I was a cab driver. So I, I knew a little bit, but uh, it's still a learning process. It, it really is all the way. 100%. This is, this is what the cab drivers look like in our city. <laughs> I love it. I recognize that guy. <laughs> yeah. His, his, his name was Travis Bickle. That was his uh, name in the movie, Taxi Driver. <laughs> excellent. That was, that was a bit of a, you know, one of the things when I came on the police department in 1985, and that was right. when crime was basically out of control in New York City, and it was out and out dangerous to be a New York City cab driver because they were getting stuck up left and right. They were getting murdered left and right. 
And over the years, they devised many different things to make cab drivers safe. One of them that probably made the safest was partitions. But they, and early on, they didn't even have partitions between the front seat and the back seat. So someone could just feel, just stick a gun right in your, against your head because they could just reach over. Then yeah. when they put the plexiglass partitions, that cut it down a little bit. It still didn't cut it out. And then they, uh, they have video cameras. And then yeah. they came up with this little system of a blinking light on the back near the trunk that alerted the police that the driver was in distress. So they could just flick this switch. And if it was flashing, the police would know to pull the cab over that something bad was going on inside the cab. So yeah. a lot of things were done to try to keep uh, taxi drivers safe. But now it's also, they don't get stuck up as much because it's so thinned out. You know, there's yellow taxis, there's Ubers, there's green taxis, there's livery taxis. So it's not as big a problem, thank God. But it is starting to come back a little bit, uh, unfortunately. But it, yeah. it was, there used to be a whole unit just uh, devoted to taxi cab robberies. Okay. That's, it. That's interesting. I mean, we... Uh, I I worked for I mean I've been a cab driver for ten years five of which I've been doing airport runs which is a different kettle of fish you get a decent class of people for the most part they're happy and they want to go on holiday but I did five years on the town just being a cab driver and uh, it was uh, drunk people on a Friday and Saturday night you had uh, you know do doctors appointment visits and all that sort of thing well I told you the lights would go out give me a second. You could keep talking, Andy. There you go. You, you, you're lighting up again. People can still hear you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you had to really develop a way of reading people uh, very quickly as they approached your cab and decide whether you were going to let them in or not. That was a, that was a thing. And uh, I used to keep a metal cash box underneath my cab, cab seat, very heavy, lumpy metal cash box, the idea being... If anybody tried to take my money, they could have the money, the cash box too. You know, boom, right across the skull. <laughs> and we all had a panic button as well, uh, linked to because we all got our jobs through an app. And if there was a problem in the cab, you could hit the panic button and it would broadcast a message to every single taxi driver in the area. And it would have your driver number, it would say, So and so driver is in distress. This is where they are. And I remember one night one of these messages came up and uh, I was local to where it was. And I went down there and I remember this cab that had been abandoned outside the cab office. You could just see it. And I pulled over, got out, and I could hear a load of commotion going on from around the side. So I ran around the side and this passenger had hold of this cab driver in a headlock and he was, you know, pounding him. And then 30 seconds later, 20 of us turned up. I kid you not, we were just all lined up there looking at him. And then he started <laughs> was outnumbered and decided to stop and ran away pretty fast. So uh, in short, we look after each other. It's kind of an unwritten rule. If one of us is in trouble, we all attend. Uh, and that seems to work fairly well as well. That's great because, you know, they actually have a system like that now with livery cab drivers because they work off the radio. And they do something very similar. Uh, if they're in trouble, they'll all converge on the scene. But mm. in New York City, you got to realize if someone's in trouble, uh, there could be a gun involved. So people don't want to necessarily, you know, get there too quickly. You know, we've you had know, I, look who's just arrived. 
It's Phil Drummondy. Yeah, Phil's driving it's, a cab himself. Me. Phil's driving a taxi in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually, how are you, Gabby Cabby? It's so great to meet you. You too, at last. It's great. How yes, are you? Yes. I'm good. I'm actually, I, I'm so sorry I wasn't able to be part of the whole broadcast, but I'm actually, uh, we had a death in our family. And I'm actually on a way to awake. So uh, I just wanted to pop in and say hello and get to meet you. That's great. Great to meet you. And I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Phil, how much you getting for this fair? Uh, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm picking up the tab myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you guys see me okay? Yeah, I can see you pretty good. I can tell that you're moving. It's almost like you're watching a movie. Where the, where the car yeah. is driving, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to uh, keep my eyes on the road, but I said I have to uh, I have to pop in to see my friends, and uh, I had to meet my uh, my friend from across the pond. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's right. You know, he was trying his New York accent. I started out with a little bit of my London accent, but it wasn't working too good, so I abandoned it rather quickly. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go for a walk in New York. <laughs> yeah, see, he's, he's practicing too. You know, Andy, someone in the chat wanted to know uh, what was your most memorable fare that you, who you've ever picked up and your most memorable ride? <laughs> can I tell you stories? Yeah, you can tell stories as long as they're clean because we have a 73% female audience. They don't like dirty stories. Maybe they do, but not when I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up this couple once, uh, a young couple from one of the local bars in town, and they said to me, Which of the time? I took them to their address. I put half a mile down the road, I'm driving, I'm still to hear these noises in the back of my cab. I said, I recognize them. No, they surely don't. Look in my rear view mirror. And I can see something very appropriate going on in the back seat of my cab. And that's all I say when that's all. What am I doing? What am I doing? And uh, well, damn, recognize who the diamond is. Stop saying it. It's very I ended up taking them to, to the address that I'm going to go to. Get out of my cab, go. We got them banned in the cab office. You have to put them. <laughs> so you, you had the picture and they wanted, for, no, don't pick this couple up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Andy, your, your, your audio is a little, uh, it's cutting in and out right now. I don't yeah, know if you can a, do anything about choppy. that. Okay. I've just had someone oh, pull up and put me. Uh, I don't know whether that might be that, that that might be a uh, an anarchist trying to cut your uh, <laughs> trying to cut your audio off. Communication. <laughs> yeah. uh, another story uh, I can tell you. I, I went to a, another bar uh, to do a pickup. There was four people, and this uh, young girl came out. She got in the car and she was drunk, and she had a, a, an Irish accent. You know, I, you know, I'm terribly sorry. I've had a bit too much to drink, she said. My friends will be alone in a moment, she she said. Oh, okay. 
these other two, these other guys come out of the bar. There was two fellas in the club, all drunk, and they were travellers. Andy, Andy, your your audio is almost unintelligible right now. I don't know if there's anything you could do. You're cutting in and out. It's very, very choppy. Is he moving as well, Bill? No, he's uh, he's stopped. He's stopped. Okay. I'm stopped outside my house. Uh, that's the place where I do most things. Um, yeah, now he, now it's a little bit better. Before though, yeah, it was it's really better, really better now. it's yeah, it was really really choppy. But uh, you okay. were talking about the Irish girl who was a little bit drunk. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out that we do travels uh, by living caravans, like like different areas, and uh, and it could be a little bit unusual something, and they cause me a bit of trouble. And uh, it's taken to the local grocery store so I could buy some cigarettes. And these two guys got out of the cab. One of them went in the shop and went one night. And then the security officer in the shop who's taking care of things suddenly ran down the end of the shop after this guy. The other guy went in the shop who was with me. Two minutes later, he come in and he had four children's fancy dress costumes in each arm with a bunch of flowers in each arm as well, one for each of the ladies. So it was a one guy calls problems, the other guy went in and got the store coming up and then it was So I ended up getting away from it. So the poor trouble banking all this was the adventure the security of the city. I went back and saw him later and he had no idea any of it went on at all. It was there in his movies. You know, you know, Andy, Andy, you you're coming in and out. It's like very tough to hear you sometimes, and then it, sometimes it's clear, and other times it's just uh, going totally out where I can't hear you. Okay, that cars news now that was in front of me seems to be the problem where uh, that turned up. How is it now? He well, must have a bad connection. Yeah, when you moved forward. Uh, it, the the sound sounded better. Let let me take you out of, and I'll put you back in. We'll see what happens if I remove you. So Philly, uh, you're you're the Gabby Cabby right now. I'll bring him back in. See if it, <laughs> see if so it does. see if it sounds improved. <laughs> All right, try Should it I now, try Andy. My... Okay, how's that now? It sounds a little better, but it's still not crystal clear. You know. Uh, so Vesper Q said, "Can't hear a word of it, Andy." Uh, so it's 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 cutting it's cutting in and out. Uh, is this where you usually do your uh, recording from? Yeah, my students are interesting. Like this spot that I usually, you know, I do them from. I've just pulled the one thing as well. Yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, cutting in and out. Well, I just you know we could talk about some. Uh, F Philly there is looks like he's driving a cab through Brooklyn. But uh, well, one of you guys, a lot of you guys are asking why I'm wearing a shirt and tie. I, I I'm going on a uh, TV show right after this, uh, a news station from uh, called News Nation, and uh, they have me as a talking head. It's uh, policing across America, and what they do is they show several videos on the screen. And then they asked me questions about the police procedure and that type of thing. This is about the eighth or ninth one I've done. And the nice thing about it is that a van pulls up into my driveway and I just wear a shirt and tie 
and uh, jeans and a suit jacket. And I walk into the van and they just uh, hook me up with a microphone and I'm ready to go. So I don't have to drive anywhere. They come to me and it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and they act and they, when they introduce me, they say retired NYPD uh, homicide sergeant and the host of the podcast police off the cuff, which is a great plug to have on TV. Something just happened. I, I'm, I'm hearing some, Someone said, Andy, park further up the road. It still sounds it's like... It's still uh, a little choppy, right, Phil? Yeah, it's choppy. Yeah, it's choppy. Yeah, I've got some signal here. It's in my mind, but I'm fine. The TV show I'm on tonight, is it's live. It's it's on at... I go on at 618, so it's live. It's on a cable uh, station, but it's the... the um, the news station is called News Nation. Ashley Banfield is. I'm on a show with a guy named Joe Donlan, and it's called Police Across uh, Across the Nation. And they ask me policing questions, but it's a uh, it's 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 a great uh, it's, look. It's great publicity for me. I'm I'm what's called a talking head. <laughs> That's where you don't get paid, but you talk. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and Andy, I'm going to disconnect you and then bring you back in. See if that helps a little bit. I tried it before. Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to do my English accent while he's out. Go ahead, man. Well, you know. Now you're cutting out. <laughs> you know, I don't know how good that is, but I'm trying. <laughs> and I'm, it just so, so happens I'm driving, so I could be. I could be uh, the Gabby Cabby of New York. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, he really can you hear me? Yeah, what I've just done, I've just left my cab. I'm going to go in the house, connect to the Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, so. okay. I, I, you know, some, I'll, I'll pull you back in as soon as you get onto the Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, Philly, uh, you know something? I, I, I mean, he's such a great guest. I, I love, I love his story. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's you know, Philly. I don't know if you can you can see, but I mean, we this is a good time maybe to do the Joe Murray commercial. You know, uh, we <laughs> we we missed we missed doing it the other night. Where the hell is the damn flyer? I'm I'm missing his flyer. Here we hang on. I'll find. Here we go. Here we I'm go. A, I'm gonna have to wing this one. Joe Murray, attorney at law. This is all from memory. Have you found yourself in a jam? Are you in need of legal counsel in the New York area? Well, Joe Murray is your man. He's not only a great trial attorney, he's also a retired member, 15-year member of the NYPD. He knows both sides of the fence. Now, obviously, I can't read the phone number. You don't, you don't need to. I'll, t I'll tell it. The phone number is 646-838-1702. And his, uh, his cell is 718-514-3855. That's joe at murray-law.com. <laughs> Joe, Joe Murray's a great man. He has his own podcast, uh, allegedly. Andy, you there? Yeah, how's that now? Much better. Your sound is 10 times better right now. Yeah, I've just moved into the house. It's the uh, best I can do, really. Oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the that's sound bad. in the cab. Now all, all your female fans will be swooning over you. They'll see you in your house. <laughs> uh, my wife's They're going to say, who is that handsome child? <laughs> 
Who's that dapper man? <laughs> hey, yeah. Andy, I got to ask you a question, Andy. We're having a hell of a time lately with this uh, COVID, with the new <laughs> variant and all that. How are things in your area? Is it uh, really going wild? Yeah, I think it's the way the government is, you know, perceiving it and giving us the figures. Everybody's scared and you know, this, this new variant is ever so much more transmissible. And the figures are sure. that. And you read the papers, people are getting very worried. Some holidays are getting cancelled. Uh, social bookings, pubs are yeah, having it, problems. It, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, th I think that everybody's everyone's uh, going to get it. A, yeah. Yeah. Everybody... In, in the New York area seems to be in a little bit of a, a holding pattern, so to speak, because there's just so much of it around. Uh, I'm actually on my way to the wake, and uh, several family family members have been tested positive, so they're not going to even be able to attend. So, And I actually, uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law who are in their 70s, I, I caution them not to come. They may come to the church tomorrow and just sit by themselves. And uh, even though they're, they're, uh, they have the... Uh, they have the shot and they have the booster. They, they don't have the booster, but they have the shot. But I just, I'm worried about them because they fall into the high-risk category. So, uh, yeah, everybody's really on alert. Uh, we don't want to ruin the Christmas holiday in a couple of days, so we're all taking cautions. I'm obviously, when I get out of the car, I'm going to put on a mask. And, uh, you know, we'll try and do the best we could do. I actually had it. My whole family had it last year, and we've all been, uh, you know, uh, had the shot since. But uh, you still seem like a lot of people are getting it. Even people with the uh, the booster shot are seem to be getting. It. Like my relatives that uh, that got, it, they all had the booster and they all got it. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a scary time. But uh, thank God it doesn't seem to be uh, so serious where people are, are losing their lives. Thank God. But uh, I, I think it's like a bad cold. This variant isn't it really? Yes. Or, or yeah. flu. Hopefully, if people do get it, I mean, uh, I had it uh, well right back at the beginning before there was such a thing as a booster shot or a COVID test, and I was quite ill for two weeks. My my mum's recently had it. Who uh, may be in the chat at the moment? Jean Whitehead. Hi, mum. Uh, she um, she was okay, but thank God she had the booster shot, and it could have been a lot worse. But I, I think everybody's going to get it eventually. Just yeah. to do. You know, Andy, I agree with you. I think that uh, everyone's going to get it. And uh, whether you have the booster shot or not, but at least uh, you, you hear that it's not as bad if you have the booster shot. As You know, Duty Ron has it right now. He has it, his wife has it, and so does his son. And he was, uh, he was having a little bit of problems breathing today. So if any of you guys... Uh, uh, oh, Duty Ron, here he is. He's, on, he's in the chat. I appreciate everyone who has messaged, emailed, and texted me. Uh, you're all true friends. Duty Ron, we, I was just going to say we should all pray for you. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I hope that you being in the chat is a sign that you're feeling a little bit better. Uh, because we're all, we're all, you know, of course, praying for you and hopefully that you get over this as quickly as possible. Yeah. Send prayers to Duty Ron. Prayers for Duty Ron. Good man. Him and his family. God bless them all. And uh, hopefully they'll get through this. Like you were saying, Billy, I think it's going to come to the point where everybody that has had it 
uh, and recovered from it or everybody will eventually get the shot. But I think it's, it's supposedly from uh, listening to some of the uh, experts on it that it's actually acting like a virus should, a flu virus should, uh, that it's actually weakening. It's, uh, it mutates and it weakens. So uh, I guess we're just going to have to uh, live with it. And I think eventually it's going to wind up being like the yearly flu shot. They'll probably add it to that. And, uh, you know, hopefully there ain't going to be too many anti-vaxxers that'll be against it because I've taken the flu shot for many, many years and uh, my family as well. And when we all got it last year, I really strongly believe that that's what helped us to get a mild case because none of us were hospitalized, thank God. And we all had uh, mild to moderate symptoms. So I think that, uh, yeah, we're going to have to live with this thing. It's not going away anytime soon. Uh, hopefully it's, it's weakening as, uh, as I just said, and, uh, you know, uh, just pray that, uh, everybody, including Duty Ron and his family has safe, reco- uh, safe, uh, recovery from it. You know, yeah. Duty Ron just gave me a $5 super chat, so he must be starting to feel better. You know, <laughs> he's, he's going he, into his pocket. Yeah. He said it's cab fare for Andy. <laughs> Judy Ron. Yes. I got to tell you guys, it's amazing that we could be on a podcast with Andy overseas and we're in, you know, the New York area and we have just such a great audience. Uh, I can't tell you how thankful I am at this time of the year to be part of this uh, podcast and to be part of the YouTube family. I've said it in the last couple of days. It's just such a great thing. And we have such great subscribers and anybody that's on now and, you know, likes Andy, please subscribe to his channel. Likes us, please subscribe to our channel. We give a, uh, a law enforcement angle on, uh, you know, uh, specific things that are going on uh, currently in the news. But we also have some fun when we uh, do our show. We, uh, we try to throw a little bit of humor into it just to, uh, you know, to sort of break the tension, I guess, or uh, that's just our personalities from being in law enforcement. But, uh, you know, there's a great community in this YouTube community with all these different podcasts. And uh, we try to support one another. Bill calls it cross-pollination. And I think that there's something to that. Uh, And I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, Have great holiday season to all. And, uh, yeah, keep praying. We're going to get through this thing. And uh, it, it's a tough time right now, but uh, but we will all get through it. Uh, we're a strong world. We're a strong uh, group of people. And uh, we will uh, we will be okay. And I'm just hoping for a, a much better 2022. We've gone through the last two years, which were very, very tough. So, But I think uh, better things ahead, better days ahead, as they say. Yeah, we say fingers crossed. One hundred percent. You know, it's it's like uh, you feel like you've been locked down for like years. At least I do. You know, it feels like we've been dealing with this uh, this virus uh, forever. You know, but let me let me play a little bit of uh, what they're talking about on on TV about this this variant booster shot that they should be able to gather over the holidays, but also had a stark warning for Americans who don't have their shots. Almost everyone who has died from COVID nineteen in the past many months has been unvaccinated. 68 million people are still unvaccinated, and of the more than 200 million who are fully vaccinated, only 30% have that critical booster shot. 
just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. Maybe one of the few things he and I agree on. People with booster shots are highly protected. With growing testing lines around the country, the president announced plans to distribute 500 million at-home testing kits next month, available for order online for free. And new federal testing sites will be opening nationwide, first in densely populated New York City. To deal with the ongoing crash at some hospitals, FEMA is already deploying emergency medical teams to six states, and a thousand military health professionals are ready to deploy. Even with this warlike footing, including a fresh supply of ventilators, masks, and gloves ready to go, the president tried to sound reassuring. We should all be concerned about Omicron, but not panicked. Ed O'Keefe joins me now from the White House with more. Hi there, Ed. So how does this new strategy strategy build on existing measures? Well, remember that the president had outlined his winter action plan just a few weeks ago at the National Institutes of Health and made clear then, as he did today, there are no plans for new lockdowns or new mandates at the federal level, that those decisions will be made by local. See, that's the scariest thing in this country for people that uh, they're threatening lockdowns, businesses of closing, uh, gyms and restaurants have taken such a beating in this country. And I don't think they could survive another lockdown, you know. I mean, in, in Britain at the moment, we've got a, a situation where they have a cabinet meeting the other day to try and decide what they were going to do. And it's always, they always come out with it with a bit of indecisiveness. Oh, we're not going to do it yet. We're, we're going to hold off at the moment. You go and have your Christmas. What we're worried about is, you know, a couple of days after Christmas Day, they're going to come out and say, terribly sorry now, we're going to have to push them up and them down. And, I mean, a billion, a billion pounds worth of stimulus has been released to help businesses, but when you divide that around the businesses that need it, it's nowhere near enough and it's going to be big problems. We need a bit of certainty, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how people that are in business, especially the restaurant business, uh, even the taxi cab business, people stop going out, you know? Factual breakdown. Thank you for the $5 super chat. I hope Andy comes back soon. Great fun. CR Patrick, thank you for the $5 super chat. Prayers for Phil and Duty Ron. Look, uh, we don't hide our um, relationship to the Lord on this uh, on this channel, and we all believe in the power of prayer. And uh, 100%. If, you could pray, if you could pray for Duty Ron, pray for Phil and Phil's family, we all appreciate that. And uh, To that. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we talk about uh, cross-pollination, please um, subscribe to the Gabby Cabby. He's over 20,000. I don't know why I'm pushing him so much. I'm stuck in, I'm stuck at 24-3, and he's already at 20. He's catching up to me, you know? But uh, <laughs> you worry. You got to cross-pollinate. That's what we say. And, uh, if you, and if you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff, please go on our YouTube Subscribe, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, ring that bell. Join our Patreon, join our YouTube family. We appreciate you guys and getting so close to the uh, holidays. I mean, God, it's we're, we're really two days away because that two days is uh, Christmas Eve. And more people get excited about Christmas Eve than Christmas Day, right? By the time Christmas Day comes around, you're worn out, you're shot, right? Yeah, definitely, Mark. My wife's been to the shop today. Uh, done the Christmas shop, got the turkey and the potatoes and the vegetables and everything else. Bags and bags of bags of food and booze and 
we're all going to be fat and stuffed in Charlton. <laughs> well, why why does everyone good. everyone makes a New Year's resolution to lose weight? You know, why don't you just start now? Because you can't start now because this is the season to be fat, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been making that New Year's resolution for twenty years, and I still haven't carried it through yet. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it's. Uh, but you know, I always think that if you want to do something, you should just start the next day. Don't wait for a damn New Year's resolution because it's too easy to break it, you know? Yeah. Billy, I'm going to have to cut out. I'm almost to my destination. I just wanted to say uh, cheerio to Andy, Gabby, Cabby. It was great to be on with you. I hope that we could do this again and I could be uh, in my uh, normal surrounding that I do the uh, podcast from. Uh, again, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And to all the, the subscribers, the fans, again, give the thumbs up to Andy and give the thumbs up to us. Please subscribe. That's what keeps us going. Uh, God bless everybody. Again, prayers for Judy uh, Ron and his family and for anybody that's uh, going through a rough time this time of the year. And, uh, Billy, I will speak with you later. Good luck on the uh, on the other show you're going to do in a little while. You've been really. We lost Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he, might he, mu he, he must he must be in one of those bad spots in brooklyn one of those places i refer to uh, as a two-clip location <laughs> wait here he is you cut out for a second phil you're back yes i'm back but i i think because i'm getting a call that's what cut me out but anyways like i was saying billy good luck late i know you're you're really burning the candle at both ends you're uh you're doing a uh fantastic job uh, Andy, you'll be able to relate with this. Bill does a lot behind the scenes. People don't really turn on the camera. There's a lot that goes into this stuff. We do a lot of research before we even go on the air. And Billy is actually the uh, the guy that controls all the uh, the stuff that an engineer would be controlling. I'm sure you can relate to that, Andy. But uh, thanks again, Billy, for your hard work. And I know you're uh, you're going to do well tonight. And uh, we'll be on again real soon, guys. But I'm going to have to sign off. And, uh, all right, Philly. Merry Christmas, we'll, we'll, everybody. All right, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Take right, care, Randy. Nice meeting you. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Phil, Phil's never at a loss for words, you know. <laughs> Phil, he's good. Whenever I, 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 hit, I hit a blank in my head, I just throw it to Phil, and he can talk. Yeah. He, you know, he, and he talks with his hands, too, because he's Italian. You know, he talks a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does I, I got to tie his hands down, but uh, it's it's great. You know, folks, uh, it's so good to meet Andy, the Gabby Cabby here. And we, at first he was just, you know, this guy from across the pond who I, I saw had a great, uh, and he sent out a great shout out to my wife when she was sick and she really, really appreciated it. And it, it, it raises people's spirits as much as it does raise our spirits when we see all you great guys in the chat joining our podcast and talking amongst yourself. And I think a lot of you guys in the chat are friends with each other. And that's pretty damn heartwarming too, nice. to see that they're friends with each other. You And I'm sure, Andy, you have the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You you sit and watch the chat and you watch them all communicate with each other and it's heartwarming. And you you think, I've, I've had a part in this. It's, it's satisfying. I, I mean, the connection with you guys as well. Uh, I, I was asked to give Joe Murray a shout out when he, he was sick in the hospital with COVID 
And uh, I I thought, you know, I, I'll help anybody. If I can make somebody smile, cheer somebody up, I'll do it. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give Joe Murray a shout out. He sent me a nice letter back in return. And then I got to communicate with you guys, Judy, Ron, and it all, all snowballed. And there we are talking to each other and the friends that never met. And hopefully when all this is over one day, we can have a beer in a pub in London or even New York. That's 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 100% and I would love to do that. You know, the world is actually a small place when it's operating on all cylinders. Right now it's a little bit uh messed up with all of this uh, you know, this covid and all this other crap. It uh it makes the world larger rather than smaller because you can't really travel, you know. It's uh I mean, I, last year in April I went to uh, Florida and I was so excited to go in Florida. I just got my second shot of uh, the vaccine. And okay. I felt so free to be able to go on a plane and to go I went to Fort Lauderdale. And I remember the, the restaurant we went to was packed at 11 o'clock at night, just packed with young people. And that morning we rented a car and we drove to Isla Morada in Key West. And I did some of the greatest fishing. I had a great time, but I, I felt, you know, so free for the first time. Cause I felt like I was locked in my house for a year, mm. you know, and, and I'm sure when this is totally over, we're going to all feel that. Cause I mean, I would love to go see Italy. I would love to go, you know, visit Italy, go back, uh, go to London, go back to Ireland where I've been n- numerous times, but I don't feel free to do that right now. No, no, definitely not. I mean, during lockdown, it, it, you had to get out. My wife and I went for a walk every single day. We've got wonderful cliff tops and sea and beach down the bottom of our road. And, we took ourselves off down there. You you had to get out. You could. We're not designed to stay in the four walls all the time. Yeah, you, you know it's uh, it's important. We keep that. Yeah, going. no, it, it drives you crazy staying in your house all the time. You know, and I every day I, the first thing I do I get up, I I uh, have a, a cup of coffee. Uh, I don't do coffee with Canon right away. I do that. I wait till about twelve noon. But I. Uh, I have a cup of coffee and then I usually go to, you know, I check my messages and stuff on the computer and then I go to the gym and I do my 45 minute to an hour workout. And uh, so I don't become a total blubber, you know, <laughs> from just eating and drinking all the time. Yeah, and that's, I, how I, that's how I start my day, you know? Yeah. I, I try and catch your uh, live streams actually live, but the five hour time difference. It's a little bit difficult sometimes. Oh, uh, I can imagine. I can imagine it's uh, it's crazy. Someone in Australia recently asked me to uh, come on their podcast. And I said, you know, what time would you like me to do it? Cause I, I have no idea with the, the time change and you know, Australia is on the other side of the world. You know, it's uh, I don't even know what the time change there is, but I'm sure it's very significant. No, I mean when when we first uh, got talking, I got it back to front. I I thought uh, I was five hours the other way. That's I, right. That's right. That's right. Hey, if you don't deal with it all the time, yeah. Uh, Vespa G, Vespa Q loves the way we say coffee. Coffee. C a w f e e. Yes. Coffee. You say coffee. Coffee. That's right. And uh, someone else loved. Uh, I think it was um, uh, the the Grizzly Girl. Uh, she loves the way we say boss. <laughs> uh, boss. Boss, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the way we pronounce certain words. Crystal Champion, she wants to have a brunch with Cannon. Oh, my God. I'll never get a break. I'll be doing shows throughout the day and the night. You know, I got to uh, I gotta have some 
uh, time, but you know, th- this stuff takes a lot of planning too, besides just going on the air. Gisela, I'm sorry, uh, Pete Pranzo, thanks for rem- reminding me. Yeah, Gisela, uh, the Grizzly, the Grizzly, the Grizzlies are her fans, her subscribers, but yeah, she loves the way we say boss, you know, boss, <laughs> but that's just the way that's the New York accent, you know, yeah. and uh, it's you know. It's tremendous the the community that we've developed in here. You know, I I'm gonna have to um, check out a little bit earlier tonight, and because I have to, I'm actually walk down my driveway, and I'm going on this news show, and that's why I'm wearing a shirt and a tie tonight. I okay. still have my I still have my jeans on, but I throw a suit jacket on, so it looks like I'm wearing a suit or dressed in my old detective outfit. You know, when I used to go to to go to homicide crime scenes, you got to look nice. You know, I don't know who's checking out your attire, but that's uh, that's the way it used to be. You know, Andy, you have any final thoughts? Uh, well, thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you at last. Uh, you know, we've uh, been chatting in the live chat for ages. You, Phil, uh, you know, Joe, Judy, Ron, popping and say hi, and it's just such a pleasure to be here. Such a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. Nearly face to face, albeit there's a few thousand miles in between us. Hopefully, that, we can that, that would be that would be wonderful. And one day we will definitely accomplish that. Either if you come to New York, or I go to London. I would love to go to London. Uh, my wife, uh, her job, and I won't tell you who she works for because, uh, but she works for a movie star, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she frequently has business in London and Ireland and all, all those places. But uh, I would love to go to London. She has a lot of friends over there, and uh, then I could I could call up the Gabby Cabby and say, "Take me, take me to Carnaby Street." <laughs> I'll take you from the airport, the Gabby Cabby. Uh, that's right. Pick me up from the airport. That's right. So, folks, all you guys in the chat, all you guys that are subscribers to both Andy the Gabby Cabby and to Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, a healthy and happy New Year, and you know. Take care of your health with this uh, Omicron variant out there and uh, try to be careful when you're around friends and family. And I want to say good night to everyone. Andy, good night. It was a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure to do this show with you. You too, Bill. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, guys. One episode, just ain't enough.